episode 30 of the tundra cast and today i'm joined by special guest all preds hello um and uh everybody watching make sure to follow him on instagram at all preds and on twitter at all preds ig so let's just jump right into this um I guess we'll go with the first question. What made you start following Nashville? Well, I I started getting into hockey when I was 10 years old. And my dad, he's from Montreal. He's been a Canadiens fan for over 40 years. So when I started getting into the game, that's the team that I followed. And I really started to get a love for P.K. Subban, not only because he was a really good, he was a really good player, but um, I also fell in love with like how big his heart was, um, like how much he would give to charities around Montreal. He's done a lot of work in the children's hospital, and that's that's some that's something that really caught my eye about him, and that really launched my love for him. And when um, when he was traded to Nashville, I was obviously very devastated, and um, I thought about, and that's when I started thinking about, you know, can I, can I have two favorite teams? So I, I just decided to go with it. And here we are four years later, I have an Instagram page that has, um, that's halfway to 3000 followers and I couldn't be happier. Yeah. I, I've actually heard that from a lot of, uh, Canadians fans who eventually just became like Preds fans too, because of Subban. Yeah, um, I've I've gotten a lot. I've actually gotten some criticism from some people saying uh, you're not supposed to have uh, two two favorite teams. You're supposed to be loyal, but you know, it really doesn't matter to me, and I'm happy. I'm I'm really happy to be in the position I'm in. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like in my opinion, like in my opinion, you know, I I only have one favorite team, of course, but. You know, as long as you, as long as you're not just jumping from team to team, if you're loyal to like two teams, so like, that's fine. As long as you're loyal, in my opinion. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, onto your uh, Instagram page. What made you? What made you decide to start your Instagram page? And what's your goal with it? Well, how I want, how I wanted to, how I really, how I started it was. Um, I remember the first that. Uh, 2016-17 season. That was the that was Subban's first season in Nashville. Um, juggling two favorite teams for me at that point was really hard because I was so invested in the Canadians that I wasn't really watching Nashville. Like even when the two teams were playing on separate nights, I would really only wa- I would really only ever watch the Canadians. So I wanted to. 
I wanted to start a fan page just to kind of get myself like familiar, like with the team and all that. And yeah, just, just to get myself familiar with the team, like who the player, who all the players were. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's how, that's why I wanted to start it. And um, the, honestly, the goal for my page is to just have fun. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing this to please anybody. I'm, I'm just here to have, I'm just here to have some fun and meet some new people. Well, yeah, I mean, when it comes to, well, from what I've seen, when it comes to Nashville, a lot of the fans actually like you. Uh, the only criticism I've ever seen you get is how late it takes you to get uh, videos of the goals we score. <laughs> Which oh, is oh new- yeah, that, that, that is true. I've been, I've been trying to find <laughs> uh, different ways to get it because, because I know... I know people can be picky sometimes, but yeah. it's not it's not easy to get the goals like right as the, like like minutes after they're scored. You know, I I usually have to wait a little bit, but yeah, for sure. I mean, that's hopefully, hopefully with us, hopefully with the NHL now having like affiliate like we like with ESPN and TNT and um, with new like social media deals and all that, I'll, I'll hopefully get a way to get the goals faster and it and it makes me feel really good that people enjoy my page and appreciate what i do and it it, it just makes me really happy yeah we're, we're a very welcoming fan base to be honest unless you're a hawks fan <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so what what's your opinion on the Nashville Predators management with Poyle and the coaching staff surrounding the team? Well, going into this season, I kind of expected the team to finish where they did. I expected them to be around that uh, fourth, that fourth seed in the central, maybe the third. So my my expectations weren't too high going into the year. Um, to me, the start we had this year was kind of expected. Um, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think we would win a whole lot of games. And I was on, I was, I was honestly expecting around like, uh, late February, early March to things just to start blowing up. Uh, Heinz would get fired. Um, you know, at home, Ellis, those guys who we thought would be traded would end up getting traded. But it was real. But it was really that eight-game road trip that really turned the team around. And I was, I was really excited to see all the young guys we got to see this year. You know, Janot, Trennan. We got to see more of Tolvin than this year because at the beginning of the year, Heinz really wasn't playing any of the younger guys, and then. Um, sort of that quarter way into the season, we guys were just dropping with injuries like flies, and then we got to, we got to see. Then those young guys had to come into the lineup, and I'm really happy and proud of the impact they had, and they even they even got to have some good playoff minutes. Um, but I'm really, 
I'm really proud of how this season went, like based on my, at least my expectations going into the year, but, and I'm, I'm happy with how, uh, I'm really happy with how Heinz did, to be honest, you know, um, yeah, you know, in March he looked like he was done and I think he did a really good job, uh, getting the players to buy into the system and getting them to play for each other. But in terms, in terms of Poyle, um, I honestly think that it's time to move this team along to another level. I, I, um, sorry, but, um, you know, he's been, he's obviously been here. Um, he's obviously been here the entire, since the franchise was born. And I think it's just gotten to a point where we need, we need, we need a fresh, we need a fresh face at the top. And as much as I hate to say it, I really don't think we're winning a Stanley cup as long as he's at the top. Uh, I mean, I can kind of see that, but in my opinion, I don't think Poyle is the problem, especially this offseason kind of showed me that while it might not look like he's making smart moves, he made a lot of smart moves, like bringing in Howla, you know, he, he got Gronland uh, for cheap again, he uh, he he got Cunning, he brought in Benning, so he, he brought in good pieces to help us. Yeah. Uh, my My big issue with this entire season wasn't any of the free agent signings or anything it was it was it was Heinz's coaching in the playoffs because well not just Heinz but a lot of the coaching staff during the playoffs and the regular season mainly because of the special teams and especially in the playoffs yeah. Heinz refusing to play people like Grimaldi and 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 uh Fabro yeah that 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 didn't make any sense to me at all especially especially because you know with you know, with Heinz's track record, he really hadn't done anything, you know, stupid like that leading up to that point. So I was really surprised when, you know, Tolvanen, Tolvanen wasn't in the lineup. Fabro wasn't in the lineup, even though Carrier, even Carrier, I thought played pretty good in the playoffs. Um, and of course, Grimaldi, who um, is great to see him uh, work his ass off every night. Yeah. I don't know if I'm up. Yeah, I I don't th- I don't me personally I don't think Poyle is the problem really. Like he's made the moves to to get us what we need. Like, and I, I'm not I'm not trying to say that I'm not trying to say that he is the bad guy here. I'm just oh I'm no just, no I'm I'm just I, throwing that out there. Like yeah, I I get you. I I personally just think that it it's the coaching staff and it's been the coaching staff since Trotz left. To be honest. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, what moves, uh, would you like to see Nashville make this off season and who would you like to see us lose in the expansion draft? And who do you think we'll lose in the expansion draft? Um, starting with the expansion draft, it, in my eyes, it's probably going to be one of, um, Duchesne or Johansson. And out of those two, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Joey because um, I think he has I think he has more upside than Duchesne just because Duchesne over his career has had more of that um, sort of loser man- mentality ish 
that that kind of thing. I think I think both have a good chance at going to Seattle, but I think we would have to give up um, more in terms of like draft picks for them to take Duchesne because you know both both those guys, of course, are under uh, kind of binding contracts, and um, we need we need to move one of those guys. I think. And I, th- I think we're going to see some type of – I can see some big trade going down in the offseason, whether we trade. Um, we've seen we've seen Arvidsson in the news uh, the past couple days. Um, he could possibly be traded to free up cap space. So um, it's, it's going to be a really interesting offseason, uh, especially with the expansion draft. Yeah, I – I think it's just a wait and see approach for the off season mainly. In my opinion, the biggest thing that I'd like to see is, of course, us bring Rene back, and then obviously just resign everybody but Good Branson. Um, that would be my like best moves in my opinion, just to keep the same core because honestly, we didn't we didn't actually get to see what this what this team is made of because especially in the playoffs because we were hurt the entire season and the playoffs yeah um what's your outlook on on next season well i'm i'm excited to see um what this team can do against um all the all the other teams in the league because we obviously only played um, we obviously only played seven other teams this year, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what those young guys can do against, against, you know, the, you know, the, the avalanche, the golden Knights, those, those top teams in the league. And I, th- I think going into next year, in my opinion, it's kind of going to, it's kind of going to be around the same the same thing, like finishing around. I think we're going to be in the hunt for that, those last one or two playoff spots again, just, just looking at our, just looking at our roster and that it, it obviously could be improved for sure, but that's where I stand right now. Yeah. I think, I, I think, um, I personally think that, uh, that, um, if we look like we did, Last, this this past season, if we can stay healthy, I think we could get the one or the, the maybe third or even, but we could get maybe third. But obviously, the wild cards are definitely a big possibility, considering how weak the Pacific Division is outside of those two or I guess three, depending how the Kraken is teams. Yeah, I think I think if we play the way that we did that playoff style type hockey, leading like throughout like the latter end of March and throughout April, I think we'll be in pretty good. I think we can, I think we have a chance to be in pretty good shape. And if you, if you look at the standings from this year, if it was, if it was normal divisions, we would have finished third in the central, which to me is not bad at all. So. Yeah, uh, I agree. And um, yeah, I think it's just, we need to remain healthy this 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 next season, and that's why I personally think we shouldn't really get rid of anybody because we didn't get to see what this team is actually made of. Uh, in my opinion, just 
like in my opinion, it's literally just the power play and penalty kill that that hurt us a lot. Yeah, and another and about the power about the power play. I mean, Carolina in the playoffs, they certainly deserve some credit. They were both they they were top five in both uh, penalty kill and power play going into that series. So their their skill level. Um, their skill level on both the power play and penalty kill definitely deserves some credit, but um, we can't be go- we can't be going you know two for two or three for twenty five or whatever I think those it- numbers those numbers were especially going zero for seven in game two like that yeah, you can't it, be doing that if we didn't screw up the power play we could have won games two and five easily yeah and that that's what hurts the most about this this past season because we looked so good and sadly it was ended you know again of course it had to be injuries and um you know and it just had to be the power play killing us um because i think at the end of the season at the end of the playoff series we went about three for 25 yeah and losing Losing Tolvanen for a little bit, like especially as our power play was starting to heat up a little bit, definitely hurt us in the end because we really weren't able to find that same uh, energy, yeah. especially especially in the playoffs. I think the biggest hurt to us in the playoffs was, lo- was not having Arvidsson the entire series. Yeah. Because uh, in my opinion, Arvidsson is just a, another Patrick Pat- Patrice Horn. Hornfist, who just gets in front of the net and just stays there no matter what. Yep. And is really good at just putting pucks in the net and grinding out goals. Um, I would say, I mean, what's your favorite and then, I guess, least favorite memory of this team? My, uh, boy, least favorite... Mm. Uh, least favorite was probably losing was probably either losing seven nothing to Dallas when our when our penalty kill just imploded or um losing blowing that four one lead and losing in overtime to Chicago like when we were when we were really fighting for that final playoff spot. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean just this past season. I mean like all time, like just all, all yeah, time. Yeah. Just this, a memory that you look back and just like, uh, I'll try and give you my old time. Um, I can tell you right now, mine is uh that no call goal in the finals. Yeah. Um, for me, probably, I'd probably have to say Game Seven in 2018 against the Jets, like that. Oh, yeah, that, that, game, that, that game just left a really bad taste in my mouth. I thought we could have played right. so much better that game than we did. Yeah, that one hurt a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I guess your favorite memory of this team. I'll start with my favorite from this season that I have I have to go with that Eric Ho- Eric Howla winning that Eric Howla game winning goal against Dallas in the one nothing win that was that was the game that really that really propelled us 
to getting into that final playoff spot because you know there's there's no knowing what happens if we don't if we didn't win that game and i just i just remember going completely nuts when um i saw i saw ekholm put that puck in front and hala tap it in so yeah i i was immediately like jumping up and down and i think i think we started we immediately started texting each other about it yeah i remember um, that yeah my but my favorite moment all time the last 4 years that's 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 tough wow Just, just to, just to not keep the silence going, I'm probably gonna have to go with um, what could potentially be, you know, Rene's final game uh, when oh, we that... when we got the five nothing win against Carolina. When yeah. uh, I, you know, seeing seeing Rene, you know, take that lap around the ice and you know, every everyone on their feet and. You know, it's it's really been a it's really been a privilege to watch him personally over the last four years. Yeah. Um, I know how much he's meant to this. I know how much he's meant to the city um, since since he's been here for almost twenty years, and um, it 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 brought tears to my eyes. It really, it really did. Yeah, so. it yeah it brought tears to my eyes too. Uh, that that could be one of my favorite memories. Um, Pecorini's goal is also up there. Yep, that's true. And then that entire Stanley Cup run, besides the finals, besides the finals, yeah, because we know what happened there with a lot of ref puck. Um, but that that whole run, you know, of course, facing sweeping Chicago, you know, being the first eighth seed to sweep a one seed, and then the series against St. Louis, and then the series against Anaheim. It was it was just so magical. It there was something just so great about it. Oh yeah. But yeah, I just seeing Rene t- take what what you know what might be his final step on Nashville's ice was something special. You know, I, I've seen him in person in Milwaukee, and uh, he you know the entire time I've been a Preds fan, he he's been there, and it's it's so weird. It's gonna be so weird if you know to not see him in a Preds uniform. Yeah. I'd ra- I'd rather I'd rather have him retire than go to a different team. As much I'd, as much as I'd like him to win a cup, I'd like him to yeah. end his career in Nashville. Yeah, I, I think the biggest rumors are he's either gonna just re-sign, retire, or just go to Olin, his hometown team. Yeah. Um. When it. Uh, when it comes to Nashville, uh, like when it comes to like our captains and everything, do you agree that Roman Yossi is the best leader on on and off the ice? Like obviously Rene's up there, but you can't give the captaincy to a goalie. Well, I'm I'm I'm. It's it's hard to tell, but um, you know, based off of not this last season, but the year before, like leading up to when Laviolette was fired, like whenever that whenever that team even went down by one goal, you could just tell that 
you know, the entire bench was dead. Nobody, you know, nobody really looked like they, they had to, they had the will to try and get back in the games or try and win games. So I, I think that's, I think that's a testament that, you know, um, that the, I'm not saying that, um, he sh- that I'm not saying that Yossi shouldn't be the captain, but in, in those situations, you know, that, you know, when you're losing, that's not the time at all to wave the white flag. That's when you say, you know, let's go. Let's yeah. make something happen here. In my opinion, I think Yossi, I, I think Yossi, unlike a lot of, I don't think Yossi is like a, a vocal captain. Like, I don't think he's going to be someone who's going to start, you know, yelling or anything. I think, me personally, I think, um, I think personally he's a, you know, he's one of those leaders who just goes out on the ice and does what he has to do and, and leads by example. And, you know, while the bench looked dead, you would just see Yossi on the ice, you know, trying to get everybody motivated. And, and you see that every single game with him. Yeah. And, um, I, I had the privilege to be a captain for my high school team this last year. And, um, you know, there's, I, and, you know, I wasn't that much of a vocal leader up vocal leader either i was i was really counted on to be one of those guys to you know work his ass off every game and um bring bring some energy to the team i wasn't i wasn't really that guy um you know standing up giving speeches between every period you yeah, know for sure i i i really think like you know yossi i think yossi he's not a vocal leader but he's one of those leaders that you can depend on and will always be there. Yeah. And not, and not every captain's going to be a vocal leader. Yeah. That's. But I, de- I definitely think when it comes to alternates, I think Johan Johansson and um, obviously we have like a couple alternates, but Johansson is a very good alternate captain. If it wasn't for Yossi, he'd probably be the captain. And then, you know, Forsberg, Ellis, and Ekholm are also all great captains, or alternate captains, so... Yeah. I I think that works. Um, obviously, the power play and penalty kill need to be fixed, but it, it's been a... It's, it's been a wild season, especially with, uh, you know, Saros' re-emergence. Like, we saw flashes of it last year. Yeah. Before the, uh, before the stoppage. But this year, he really solidified that you know he he's the guy going forward. Yeah, I'm I'm really proud of you know the progress he's made this year, and I'm excited to see what he can. I'm 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 really excited to see what he can do going forward. Yeah, I'm also really excited to see uh, Askarov when whenever whenever he comes over. Um, his contract with the KHL expires at the end of this season i think i think it's after next season i'm pretty sure uh it's either the end of this season or the end of next season and then i yeah. i'm betting he'll probably spend some time in the ahl with milwaukee yeah which will be a treat to watch in person for me personally yeah, but but for now but for now saros is our guy for sure and i'm really i'm really happy for him and i'm really excited to see what he can do yeah, I I'd say most important though for this team with big con with big contracts coming up is getting Forsberg relocked up. 
Yeah. I know he wants to come back, so if we can get him for a long-term deal, then that would be the best option. Yeah, and, and it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens with, you know, the expansion draft, Arvidsson's name being thrown around a little bit. Yeah, um, when it comes to Predators rumors, it's always weird because you see players get thrown around uh, in rumors, and then you just see Poyle just say, like, yeah, there was never any plans to trade him. Like, I remember when Forsberg was there on, the on like, the rumors, and, and Poyle was just like, no. And then there was Arvidsson, you know, before at the deadline. And then, of course, there was Ekholm, you know, and it was just like there was never any plans to trade him. And it's like, how are people, like, getting these supposed, like, really definite rumors when Poyle's just like, no. I mean, that. I mean, it, there's definitely been cases of GMs just trying to cover them, just trying to cover themselves. I remember when... Um, I remember when Subban was traded, I remember Mark Bergevin, the Canadians GM, he would constantly uh, shut everything down in terms of uh, rumors. He would always say, he would always say, we're not trading Subban. And lo and behold, they, they got rid of him. So, yeah, that was, that was such a weird situation in Montreal with Subban. Like, he donates, it was, what, $10 million to a children's hospital, and then you guys immediately nominate, and then Montreal immediately nominates Pacioretty for, like, uh, man of the year for the in terms of teams, and it's like, what? Well, there was, there was also some, he also, he, he obviously also has a big, you know, off-ice persona, yeah. He's always been, he's always been more of a flashy player in a league that doesn't really, in a more uh, you know gentlemanly league or a league that wants their players to act a certain way, you know. Yeah, i I think his his I think his off ice persona was definitely a good thing in Nashville because Nashville's the the uh, Nashville's the type of um the type of uh, you know. City and team and fan base that definitely loves that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think we just traded him to uh, to free up cap space, but we obviously spent that cap space wrongly. Yeah, and I'm 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 really hoping that if if Duchesne doesn't end up getting selected, that he's able to find. His, his game again because yeah. he was he, he was you in 2019 it was really he was really good and that's in that first round series against Tampa and that sweep so yeah um like this year this this playoffs it was both Johansson and Duchesne who who both looked insanely well like Johansson looked like 2017 Johansson Duchesne looked like Duchesne looked like what we signed him for so uh, hopefully that's a precursor for things to come. Yeah, for sure. You know, I really I I love and I love Duchesne. I'd really love for him to stay. It's just um you know, that lo that losing, I guess mentality has followed him around his entire career and I'm hoping that he's able to he's able to uh, overcome that and 
be able to be the player, at least somewhat be able to be the player that he was supposed to be. So Yeah, the, the, that goes to say what Johansson, who's never really looked the same ever since Kessler broke his leg in the conference finals of 2017. But he he's looked like that he's gonna be getting his form back, which I which you know obviously we all want to see. Yeah, it's it's injuries are are obviously tough on a player and their you know uh, loyalty or passion for the game. I guess um, I've never I've been playing hockey for seven years now. I've never I've never had to deal with any type of you know long like long-term injury um i broke i uh i i I sprained my ankle a couple years ago it wasn't anything bad but you know just i've really only had to deal with you know small things like that but i and if if you look at you know andrew luck in the nfl and of course johansson hasn't been you know hasn't like him had to go through like injury after injury and all that but you know that those kinds of things they really do have an effect on your love for the game. Yeah. And I I don't think it's just Johansson's love for the game. I think it's it's his speed that that's really been effective affected by it. Um, and I'm not I'm not trying to say he's not I'm not trying to say he's not passionate or doesn't want to be here. I'm just saying that you know, if you know, injuries, even even though it was just that one broken leg he had, that one big injury, it can really, it, you know, those kinds of things really do have yeah. an effect on your body. It it really affects your body. It really affects your mentality. It, yeah. Even smaller injuries affect you, you know, very much, especially in the mental game, which, of course... Every sport is a huge mental game, but hockey is also a very mental, you know, driven game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I think that about wraps this episode up um, of the Tundra Cast. Uh, I would ju- I'd like to thank you for being on, all Preds. Thank you for having me on. This was this was great. Uh, remember to follow him at all preds and at all preds ig on instagram and twitter respectively um and that was it that's it for episode 30 of the tundra cast and we will see you next time